0: So welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday, another Tuesday to hang out here with you guys for a half an hour. I'm excited and uh, glad to be here. So before we get going, I want to thank our sponsors for this week's episode, uh, Ernest Brenneman Salary and Equine Jewel Designs. I am very grateful to them for helping us out, and if any of you guys are ever interested in... uh, sponsoring a meal tip Tuesday or a podcast episode and you got something you want to promote to the meal world, you just let me know and we'll do it. Happy to make that work for you. So, um, I am here in Whitehall, Montana and it is cold. Um, yesterday it rained most of the day and, uh, cold and today is cold and windy and it does not feel very warm outside It's it's cold so uh, yeah I got my vest on, got my my uh, Bryce Canyon Mule Days vest on and I was bundled up all day long but um, up here we're doing a mulemanship one class and we're doing a cow working class and folks are doing good you know folks from Montana they're just tough as nails so I think I'm the biggest wimp and the, the biggest whiner here uh, doing this up here so Anyways. Judy Smith, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's warm in Maryland because it ain't warm here. But uh that's all right. We're tough. We're meal folks, right? We're tough. So, no problem. Um I wanted to uh say a couple things about our everyday mealmanship challenge that we sent out on Sunday. This week's challenge was uh picking up a soft feel while you're moving. And uh, that can be a challenge for some folks. And I've had a few questions come in, so I thought I'd better address them right now for you guys. Um, one of the main questions with this is, when exactly can you start picking up the soft feel at the walk or a trot or a lope? And the answer is when you guys can ride on course on a loose rein at that transition. So that means don't don't ask for that saw filler to walk if you can't ride on course on a loose walk. Don't ask for a saw filler to trot until you can ride on course on a loose rein at that trot. So that's really important. If you guys haven't watched this week's Everyday Mulemanship Challenge you need to do it. If you're subscribed it should be in your email. If you're not subscribed go to my website tsmules.com and click on the weekly challenge videos and uh, click subscribe. And those of you that are following along but maybe missed a video or can't find a video go to my website we have most of them up there they're usually a couple week delay because yeah, I'm on the road and uh, can't, always, can't always update my website but anyways so if any of you guys got more questions about that challenge this week let me know the other one was uh, how do you keep your mule or your horse going when you're working on that soft field because some people say well they just want to stop well If you've just trained your mule or your horse just to stop when you pull back on the reins, that's going to happen. But remember, when you're asking for this, you should be forward and riding forward and moving forward. And so, anyways, hopefully that makes sense to you. And uh, if it doesn't, let me know and I will address it. So, that's the little thing about that Everyday Mulemanship Challenge. Hope you guys are enjoying those and uh, watching those every week. We are, what, we're up to week 23? So, we're... We're getting almost halfway through the year, and uh, so hopefully you guys have been been enjoying those. I enjoy making them, like hearing from you guys. So, well, uh, let's get into this week's mule tip for today. And I just pulled this one out of my my mulemanship journal again. Um, a bunch of you wrote me the last couple of weeks. I've been doing that, and you said you liked it, so I figured I better do it again. So I opened it up and this is what I came to this week it was a note I took back in 2017 and it said understand what took place before things went good or bad and uh, then I had a couple other notes under it and I wrote what did they do before they did that that's how I that's how I think okay what did they do before they did that and uh, If you want to get handy with your mules, your horses, whatever, you need to be observant. And you need to be thinking about what's going on all the time and what happened before what happened happened. So, and this is for the better or the worse. Okay, so if they did something really good, say you got them to back up really nicely. Uh, You got them to turn really nice. You got a great stop. You got a great lead change. You got them to do some obstacles. They did great packing, riding, whatever you got going. What prepared them to, to do that? What did they do before they did that? That's what you need to remember. That's how we need, we need to learn from these things is what did they do before they did that? So how did you set it up to get that really good response? What did you do to set it up so that they would find that answer that you're looking for? you think about that with everything you do on the other hand when you guys have crap hit the fan you need to know what happened to make that happen same thing what did you do to set it up that caused it to go down the drain so quick because there's a reason for everything so you need to find that You need to be observant it's like Tom Dorns would say observe remember and compare and Ray Hunt took that and taught that to thousands and thousands of people and that goes down to me that's where I learned it from and but you gotta you gotta be observant what is going on what happened and then you remember it so that you can compare it the next time when you do it again because maybe you do something oh that went really good last time and then you try it again it doesn't work compare what 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 went wrong there what did I do different so Anyways, that's my tip for you guys. Let me know what you think about that. What did they do before they did that? Think about it, what did they do before they did that? hope you guys like that tip for this week and it gives you something to think about. And hopefully you can go out and apply it. So let's see what questions you awesome folks have for me. I see a lot of good people jumping on here. Ken Kaczynski, good to see you buddy. Estella Holmes, Eugenia, she's up here for Whitehall. I'm glad you had a great day and I'm glad you're on here. Are you warmed up yet? uh ray lockhart good to see you man jerry johnson good to see you buddy hope you're doing good up there in michigan lori good let's see what questions you got here natalie garrett says with all the events and clinics being canceled this year we're super super appreciative for the weekly challenges you're welcome natalie i'm glad you're working on it heidi fritz glad to see you on here gary walters man hope things are going good down in mississippi all right i'm looking for questions here i hope i can find them okay diane gross have you ever had issues with spine clearance on saddles if so your suggestions yes Uh, a lot of these mules have a roach in their back that just means that they're i can't remember which vertebrae it often is but it often does rise up uh higher in their spine and that can rub diane on those saddles with skirts and so uh, and then you've noticed a lot of mules are kind of slab-sided to where that spine... If you notice on mules a lot, that spine is, is often prominent, especially mules that don't have a very good top line and that haven't been, you know, worked through collection and things. They get kind of prom- a prominent spine. And if you notice my saddles that I've had built, I had one built by Joe G., and I had another one built by Ernest Brenneman. And you notice it kind of it doesn't have a, a jockey on it and doesn't have a skirt on it. And it's... It sits inside of an envelope if you guys don't know what I'm talking about maybe we can find a picture to post later or something but um, anyways with that it the the spine has plenty of clearance Diane so I think you yeah, Dan I know you've seen my saddle all right let's see what else we got good question Diane all right Sue Callahan what safe exercises can I do with Nick's to get her used to velcro sounds, saddlebags water bottle crunch sounds I can't even take my phone out when I'm on her because the sound of the Velcro freaks her out. Yeah, I can imagine. I can picture you, Sue, having that trouble with Nyx. Sue, the main thing you need to do with Nyx, and I told you this before, um, and you just got to do more of it, you got to get these meals handy, okay? So before you spend a whole bunch of time and hours and effort on desensitizing, focus on getting that meal centered and getting a good handle on her. Don't let her push you. So think about... It kind of goes with our tip. What happened to, you know, understand what happened before that happened. So, what is she doing? And how can you, when she gets a little scared of some of these noises, what is she doing? Is she leaning on one of your legs? Is she jumping sideways? Is she going forward too fast? Think about what she does. And that tells you right where your weak points are. So, say she, say you crack a water bottle and, she scoots and squirts forward okay she just takes off well that tells you your front line is pretty weak fix it work on transitions work on stopping and getting her back over and over again Um, maybe she jumps sideways well work on your lateral work don't let her push on that so that's the first thing Sue that I would focus on is getting her handy and then then yeah it's getting her used used to sounds now some mules are more spooky than others One of my favorite things to do with mules that are spooky of things like that is, number one, get them handy. Number two, my fence work. Uh, Saddle her up. Put your saddlebags on her and get on the fence and do your fence work. Get her up to that fence. Open up your saddlebags from the fence. If she gets scared and wants to take off, you're not in the middle of her. You're on the fence. Where's she going to go? Bring her back. Put her back to the fence. Let her settle there. Make that a really nice place to be. Open the saddlebags again and check her out that way that's a real safe place get him used to all the things you asked about that's a safe place to get him used to uh, slickers ropes whatever so good question Sue I hope you and Nick are doing good hey Phil good to see you on here buddy sweet sky you're on there alright James good to see you. I'm looking for more questions Trev and Heidi Johnson there in Fountain Green hello I don't know which one of you is watching Trevor or Heidi um, alright Celia I'm looking for uh, more questions Kelly May says my biggest challenge is softness gotta just keep working on it yeah Kelly you know getting the mule soft you do it one foot at a time get one foot soft at a time some folks are like what the crap are you talking about getting a foot soft feet are hard how can you get them soft no get them to where you can move each foot with softness one at a time and then start putting them together Kelly Alright, Connie Price, I'm glad you're loving the challenges. I'm looking for some more questions here. If you guys got questions, throw them on here. Usually Sky's on here reading them for me, but I'm hanging in here trying to find them. Amy Klingler, glad you're on here. Hope you're warmed up from the clinic today. Um, Alright, let's see what else I can find. Sorry guys, I'm just scrolling through this. Alright, um... All right, Ray Lockhart said, So I was listening to the podcast with Sky, and she talked about the wreck she had a long time ago where she felt the mule bunch up before it happened. Would it be okay to get off when you feel that coming, or is there something else you should do? Sorry if you have already answered this. No, Ray, that is a really good question. If you guys don't know what Ray's talking about, Sky recorded a podcast kind of just talking about her because she's so cool. Sky's awesome. So you guys should listen to that if you... Or on the podcast, but anyways, what Ray's talking about is Sky had a mule that kind of got real tight and ran off with her, and <laughs> slammed into a fence and chucked her over the fence, or actually chucked her into the fence and off it. <laughs> anyways, it's a heck of a wreck. So poor Sky. Um, so Ray's asking, would it be okay to get off when you feel that coming? Yes, Ray. If you feel that mule get real tight and you're you don't think you can help it out, you could get off. I'll tell you the problem with getting off though, when they're tight like that, often they're on the instinct and sometimes you just stepping off is enough to blow them up and sometimes you're swinging a leg over they'll blow up. I prefer to stay right there centered in the middle and also secondly Ray, it is my job, it's my responsibility, I'm I'm the human, I put the mule, remember I put that mule in the situation that got it tight and worried, okay, so it's my responsibility. To get it out of that situation so if it's me I'm gonna get those feet moving do something to help redirect that mind and uh, get that going so that's a good question Ray Estella Holmes won't open mouth for a bit after me having a bad day the other day how long do I wait for him to open his mouth so the easiest way Estella to get a mule to open its mouth is to use your middle finger to press it against the lip, against the tooth, on the right side of their mouth. Um, I've never had one that I couldn't open mouth. Uh, and that's that's out of thousands now. So uh, it shouldn't take you very long. Just press against the lip, against the tooth, and they will open right up on that right side. I do it on the right side because most of you learned your 4-H to bit from the left side, didn't you? That's Okay. But if you bit from the right side, they'll never take their heads away from you, okay? So Estella, wait as long, you know, and th- her question is, how long do I wait for him to open his mouth? Well, you wait as long as it takes. If you're not getting it done, and if it you know, takes you an hour, you better be waiting an hour. You I mean, you can't quit. If you quit while you're working at that, then you're making it worse, so. But it shouldn't take you that long, Estella. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um... All right. Stacy Scott, glad to see you on here. Stacy says, uh when you ask for a soft fill at the standstill and they do it nice a couple of times but the next time they drop their head almost to the ground to avoid it, what do you do? Good question, Stacy. You just keep holding. You keep holding those reins evenly, the same amount of pressure, the same feel, and you wait until they soften up. Just cuz they drop their head, that doesn't mean you can release. You got to hang in there until they get soft. So, basically, the answer, Stacy, is just keep waiting. Just keep hanging in there. You don't have to do much difference. I'm not, I'm not going to do much changing up. If they, the only thing I could slightly change up is if they drop their head a lot, I will raise my reins up vertically a little higher. That's all I do. But the same pressure, nothing change. All right, uh, Bonnie Joe Dry. It says treeless saddles question mark. Nope. Exclamation mark. Okay. Alright. Grandma Sheila, glad to see you on here, grandma. Grandma watches every week, guys. She's my biggest fan. Love you, grandma. Alright, um Micah Herndon, I hope I said that right. When doing groundwork in the round pen, what to do if it keeps if it keeps turning its butt to you or trying to jump out of the round pen? Okay, if it's turning its butt to you it's just blocking you okay um, it may kick it might not but chances are it probably would so you, you'd consider that if it turns its butt to you you're going to drive toward that tail Mike, with the tail end of your rope or your flag whatever you're using drive toward that tail okay um, if it tries to jump out of the round pin you're putting too much pressure on and take it slower just a little easier and focus on getting some good uh, turns to the inside you might have to change directions up a little bit, but likely too much pressure. Your round pen, if you're if they're wanting to jump out of the round pen a lot too, your round pen may be too small. They might there might be too much pressure, too much going on for that mule, and they want out. So turn down your energy and ask smaller questions. Now, if they're constantly doing trying to jump out of the round pen, I will skip my hooking on exercise and I will go to my my groundwork on the end of a lead rope and keep them keep them with you with that lead rope alright let's go to the next question Tammy Bradley how's Florida Tammy what is the best way to open a gate from on a mule I'm trying to work on it but might be approaching it incorrectly is there a certain way that works best yes so opening a gate it's all about uh, not letting the cows out so and also the easiest thing for the mule so I like the mule's head his nose facing the opening Tammy so picture you're riding up to a gate and it's on your left side. Okay? So you ride up the gate's on your left. Okay? And the opening is is the mule's nose is toward the opening, okay? I'll open that gate up and then you may have cuz you might not be able to reach the handle to open the gate. You might have to ride right next to that handle, pull that handle and you may have to back your mule up just a little bit so they can get through the opening. And then you ride them you push that gate to your left, so you just do a slight little leg yield to the left, and you push that gate open. Then you ride forward, and then I'll, if you can, you might just roll the hinds to the right, and then you might have to back up again to get back to the latch, and and shut it like that. So that's how I do it if I had the chance to uh, to set it up that way. I don't like to stick a mule's head in a corner, so if the gate's in a corner, you know. Don't teach them on that gate. Find a gate that's a little easier. When they're advanced, you can open the gate anywhere. You can stick them in a corner. It's no problem. But hope that helps you, Tammy. Let me know what you think of that. Alright, let's see what else we got here. Sky says, Don't you love how he laughs while explaining my wreck? (laughs) Yeah, Alright, Cindy Seely. Good to see you on here. Cindy Thrasher Seely. My mule has started not letting me get in the saddle. I will put Foot in stirrup and she will politely step to the side. Not, not I wouldn't say politely if she's moving on you, Cindy. So when you go to put your foot in the stirrup, if that mule moves to the side, um, you have two options. If you're if you're so say your your left foot's in the stirrup, your other foot's still on the ground, I would probably just step out of the stirrup and I would drive those hinds, and I'd get her to roll the hinds and untrack the hind quarters away from you. So you're moving that mule away from you. Um, if you've if you've got the foot in the stirrup and you've stepped up on her and maybe you just haven't swung your leg over and she starts moving, I would just pick up on your left rein and let that mule waller around and around you until she stops and flexes, then you can swing your leg over. If you're not comfortable with that, you could just step off and roll the hinds away from you anyways. But I'm going to roll the hinds Two or three steps, stop, reset, try again. And I'll do that over and over and over again. If they're really wound up, and you can't, doesn't sound like your mule is, it sounds like she's just stepping around. But if they're really wound up, I'm going to go through my groundwork steps, I'm going to get them better, because I obviously missed some pieces. So I go through that, get them, get them thinking. Good question, Cindy. All right. Um diane gross another question here she says when you're riding do you keep weight in the stirrups or more on your seat it's it's evenly i do have weight down in my stirrups but it's uh, it's kind of an athletic stance i while well, i'm sitting on the mule you need to be balanced so i'm not just letting my legs hang there and sitting sitting flat in my seat uh i do have weight distributed down there if i'm riding fast i'm i'm i got a lot of weight in my stirrups i'm forward on my pelvis and i got a lot of weight down to my stirrups when i'm stopping i will sit back in my pocket and i'll push weight down to my stirrups. so diane it just kind of depends on what piece of the puzzle you're working on but yes you, you'll have them evenly distributed all right let's see what else we got kristen Wright, buddy sourness i want to take my horse out riding and leave my mule behind mule isn't trained to ride yet but I'm afraid she will bust through my fence or bust her stall door open if I try to leave her in the barn. I've heard the wood crack on a bit a couple of times when I try to leave her in the stall by herself. I only have the two equines right now. Thoughts. Yeah, Kristen, you got to have a good you got to have a good set of corrals. So, this week it's me and I got my mule Riata up here and I got this new mule Lariat. Uh, she's just a young punk anyways she's a lonely bugger she's really lonely and she doesn't like Rietta leaving her so I went out to the clinic today and all oh, Larryette just pacing back and forth she paced back and forth all day but they have some good corrals here so I didn't have one bit of worries here so it's definitely nice to have good corrals now sounds like you sounds like you don't um, and you're, you're afraid that she's gonna bust through this, this wood or whatever if you have a chance to put up a high line if you've got a couple of trees and you can run a highline that's about 10 foot high, I would put up your highline and tie it to the highline. That is a very safe way to tie them if it's done correctly. If you get that highline tight and if you tie it correctly, you're not going to have any wrecks or anything to worry about. That's going to be a very safe place to leave the mule while you go ride. So if you don't have the corral, which is what I prefer, just a dang good corral, because I want do whatever you want. I don't care. But if you don't have a corral, that's the second best thing is is a high line the second the third best to a high line is a big you know you've probably heard them called patience polls whatever but if you got a good post or something and you again but you still kind of tie it high so they don't get tangled up can't get hurt in it that'd be the third best so number one good crowd number two high line number three a pull all tied high so Kristen let me know what you think of that hopefully that gives you some help there But they gotta learn to be left, and they gotta learn to leave. You just—it's just one of those things you gotta do. And another thing, Kristen, to add to that is, as you get to riding this meal, her mind, her mind—the mind of that meal—will get better and more comfortable, and that'll get easier for you, for sure. All right. All right. Uh, Jane Johnson has a question. Jane, I love your questions. Thanks for asking here. Um, Do you prefer two girths? Or center fire rigging and why I prefer a front cinch and a back cinch and I like my front cinch, my front cinch straight up and down with the rigging and I like my rear cinch straight up and down with the rigging no I don't tie them in the guts um, but I prefer that for the support the front cinch is the main thing holding my saddle on that's takes a majority of the the weight and the pull uh, everything from when I'm roping to riding uphill riding downhill that takes the majority of the hit the rear cinch keeps that back of that saddle down, like when I'm going down a hill it may rock forward, even a good fitting saddle will will rock. So I like that back cinch, um, especially for roping too, and for pony and colts and stuff like that. Uh, and the center fire rigging, I just, with the mule especially, you'll notice that on these mules they have a little cinch pocket right there, that front cinch, there's a nice little place f- for that cinch to sit, that's why it's designed that way. Well. The centerfire rigging, if you don't have a tight britching that is probably going to cause some sores and some rubs because it is so tight, that centerfire rigging is going to slide up anyways into that cinch pocket. And then that shoves, that shoves your whole saddle up on the shoulders. So I like the front cinch. I like a, I like a oh, 7/8, 7-8 rigging is my favorite. A full rigging is fine too, but 7-8 seems to fit the mules really well. And then a, a rear cinch straight down. That that does me some good. Also, the centerfire rigging too, Jane, that just messes up all my leg cues. So I need that room between my front and my back cinch to operate off of my legs. So the centerfire rigging kind of ruins all my leg stuff. Good question, Jane. All right, let's take another one here. Um, let's see what else we got. Okay, Debbie Figenschau. I oh, I probably butchered that last name, Debbie. I'm sorry. Her question is on lead changes. She says, "Change on the front and and slow on the hind." I'm working on side passes and moving the hind around. He has a tendency to speed up and stiffen rather than soften and move. So your lead changes, Debbie, and and uh, your side passing, and all these things, the better you build those hind quarters, and the more control you have of those hind quarters the better your lead changes will be. And I'll do simple lead changes forever and by the hundreds before I ever try to do a flying lead change. But you need to get control of those hind quarters and get them soft. Remember, kind of like what I said to Kelly just a little earlier, I said, you know, you build softness one leg at a time. So I would go back to the basics if you're having trouble with lead changes and I'd work on getting each quarter a little softer and a little bit better and see what you can do there. Okay, that's what I'd do get that softness alright folks well I think we're out of time I will let you get back to your lives and your families and your mules and everything you got going but I am so grateful that you jumped on here if you're watching you know when you most of you are watching this live right now but those of you that are watching later I would uh, love all of you guys to leave us a review on our TS mules page if you listen to this on the podcast I would sure appreciate a five-star review and let's know what you think But I'm so grateful you're here with us every Tuesday. A lot of you guys are regulars. I love seeing your name on here. Uh, It's been pretty cool doing these live meal Tip Tuesdays this year, and we're going to keep it up for you. So hope you guys have a great night. God bless you, and uh, we will see you down the road, okay?